991, and it's a relevant podcast here in Orlando. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, it's Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Uh, from Austin, Texas, author, speaker, podcaster, Jamie Ivey. Hey, guys. And from Nashville, Tennessee, artist, producer, and mogul, Derek Miner. Hello there. Jesse, I can't believe it. I had planned today to wear my Virginia is for Lovers t shirt mm. that I got at the Virginia Beach. Souvenir they shop. Had a, they, and they, I, had a, they had a lot of good merchandise in that shop, by the way. Guys, that, uh, when I was in Alaska, I thought about y'all because in one of the cities, it said, I, I don't remember which city it was, but it was a little sticker that I could have bought that said like, I'm going to make this up, but it said like, Skagway is for lovers. And I almost <gasps> bought it because I was Why like, they're you? taking, no, no, no. I know, I just forgot. I was watching whales on things. And I thought of you guys because I thought Jesse would be so offended by this. That is an <laughs> so offended. Okay. Dang. They trying to bite y'all style, yeah. bro. What hey, you we, gonna do about we it? We were walking back uh, beachfront, Virginia. We were after dinner. We were walking to the car and we walked by this, you know, typical beach souvenir store, mm-hmm. you know, over the top store. Sun and in the in the window <laughs> was a Virginia's for Lovers apparel item. And Jesse was Virginia like, Virginia's hey, for Lovers section. That's section. Shop. He's like, we need to pop in. Of course we need to pop in. So we went in there looking for a hat. Didn't want the hat. Got the t-shirt. Love this t-shirt. It's black t-shirt. And uh, this was the weirdest store. Like after I found, after I left the Virginia's for Lovers section, looking around the other items that they had. Virginia is a weird, a weird place. Is all I'm saying. Well, did did you? I mean, we remember the seal with the the uh-huh. the person killing the other person. Oh, I person. got a sticker on the state flag. Murder. I do have a sticker of the state flag. I bought that. A topless person. <laughs> yes. Or is it a topless it woman? woman. Just one so top. Remember, just topless, one side. A topless woman with a sword yeah. or something bludgeoning someone while standing right. on that with person's right. chest. She's yeah. bludgeoning like, tyranny. She yeah, is right. liberty and she's bludgeoning tyranny. Uh, and I'd like this to is say it's metaphorical, but it was an actual tyrant that she's bludgeoning to death. There's a dead body <laughs> on the logo. But Jesse, Sorry. explain to me why your local beach shop, when you go to a beach shop mm-hmm. here in Florida, they got the surfboards, the boogie boards, the beach towels, yeah. the t-shirts, Standard the sunscreen, stuff like that. Fair. Your beach shop that we went into had swords, That's it right. had bongs, <laughs> mm-hmm. it had... <laughs> what, what, what else did it have? It had bongs. It, it has had Trump T-shirts. It had. It's lit. I, oh it, no! It has, it, was, some, it has some some T-shirts that. Let me just say this: are uh, deeply, deeply politically incorrect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You okay. know, uh, they have T-shirts that you can wear that will give your body numerous physiques with exaggerated oh, yeah, proportions yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that look like uh-huh. it's on your body. Yeah, you know it's a family place, but only fun families. Okay, families that's like, <laughs> all right, son, all right, family, we're gonna go to the shop. Son, you're gonna get a hermit crab and a sticker. I'm walking out with a katana blade. Okay, that's because when you come here, you're coming to have a little fun. All right, if you want to oh go some gosh. stodgy beach shop that'll sell you a bucket shells and <laughs> some, some some saltwater taffy, yeah, head down to South Carolina. <laughs> Speaking of South Carolina, did you, okay, have y'all ever road tripped on 95 ever? Have you driven I-95? Oh, yeah. East Coast? Many a time. There is this stop called South of the Border, and it is literally the first exit south of the North Carolina border. It's in South Carolina. 
It's called mm-hmm. South of the Border. It's been there since probably the 30s, 40s, 50s. It started out as one of those roadside attractions and has just evolved over the years. It is like crazy. You see billboards. You know these places. You'll see billboards for like an hour leading up mm-hmm. to it, right? right? So Cohen and I pull over like, oh, this is going to be epic. It was the saddest thing I've ever experienced. We were the only people there, first of all. This thing covered 40 acres of buildings, and we were the only people I could see. Yeah. Fireworks, illegal stuff, like really sad knockoff. We didn't buy anything, but anyway, I didn't know if y'all been Why there. you ain't buy something, man? You got to It was like they had like the bull whips, the and they had like, they oh, had God. a South of the Border mug that had names on it, and it said uh, Jesus. I thought that was funny, but then I thought that might be racist, so I didn't buy it. You know, like, because it wasn't Jesus, you know. Anyway, well, I went to what? Oh, it was like I, south of the border, and it had like their mascot is a guy named Pedro, and he has a big sombrero and stuff. So I had a picture of that, and it said pretty political. Jesus under it. See, I was hoping that this wasn't gonna be that, but no, it it's, is it's that. that. I went in there. I went in there it's about so fifteen bad, years dude. ago on a road what? trip. I went. I went in about fifteen years ago on a road trip, and I felt like one of those epi- early episodes of The Walking Dead, where they roll through like a new town and have to pillage the shop empty uh-huh. shopping center. That's how basically south of the border was 15 years ago. Cameron, I'm Dude. surprised it's it wasn't just warded off at this point. The, the whole theme, Derek, what? is that it's like Are Tijuana. It's like knockoff south of the border Tijuana stuff, but it's in South Carolina. So it's a whole bunch of white people doing and their mascot is named Pedro. So it's like Pedro's restaurant, mm. Pedro this. And it's like stereotypical 1950s Mexican stuff. It's it's, but there's we, no one there named Pedro that no, that started it's all South Carolinians. No, okay, yeah. no, that's what I'm saying. We got there and it wasn't like funny, kitschy. It was like sad, and I think this is not okay, and so we left. But anyway, yeah, um, it's it's what is going on? Yeah, no, I'm, oh, there you go. Jesse just forwarded you. They do have the they do have a website now. I'm on the website, and I will say, it's an actual. Now, guys, I did just get three viruses. Um, (laughs) Here, yeah, I'm going to send you pictures. Click this this link. No, so it's not like there's there's there. So their their mascot is not like an animal or something. No, it's a man named Pedro. Look at the pictures I just sent you. Click on that. Named Pedro, Mm -hmm. and they have crocodiles that you can look. Are they live? Yeah. Yeah. They, okay. They, they How, just, what do you feel about that, Jesse? That building was closed the day I was there. So I'm like, what are you doing with all the animals that are supposedly alive in there if nobody's in the building? You know what guys, I'm saying? Guys, guys, there, I, okay, just for the listeners, they have their celebration of the fireworks for over 50 years is a Mexican man sitting on a firework. <gasps> Riding the firework, no. and it's this, bro. This it, this might be one of the most racist places that's that exactly still right. exists. Like I, I can't think of a this. And, and now you're oh, asking wow. why I didn't buy anything while I was there. I okay, want no I evidence that we stopped. I, I want no evidence. I get, <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, this may be the most racist place. This this is a racist theme park, dude. Like, <laughs> It's a racist theme park in South Carolina. It's a racist theme park. No, they have rides. They do have they a have theme an park. observation tower that is a sombrero on top. <laughs> this is so racist. It's problematic. But wait a second. Pedro is is wrapped in a he's wrapped in a rainbow <gasps> flag though. No, now so, he's wrapped in an American flag. So he, he they, so they have his... him in different like oh, things wow. to show that they're inclusive, <laughs> but racist, mm. but inclusive. 
But here's, here's here's a curious little bit of trivia. I just navigated to a portion of the site called Pedro's blog. And <laughs> it's like read from the office. Yeah, what does Pedro think about this? It appears Pedro had a gap in blogging from May 15th, 2019, <laughs> but he kicked it back off on April 11th, 2022. So he had about three year mm. break, but he's back. He's blogging. So. You know, it seems to be doing okay there, Cameron. I'm surprised you didn't have a great time because Pedro's blog got reactivated <laughs> oh, a few gosh. months ago after a three-year break, and you know, Duh. you know, he's he's got the oh, spring wow. and summer schedule updated too. See, I thought because Jesse and I, when we've traveled, like we will go put ourselves in situations that are just straight up kitschy because it's funny. We're we're in on the joke, even if the location isn't. Jesse and I road tripped up to the Creation Museum in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, whatever. We're in on the joke. We're having a good time. Whatever. I thought that's what stopping us south of the border would be. I was so bothered when I was walking around like, this this needs to be left in the 1950s. This is not, Mm. society has progressed past this. This is not okay anymore. This is insane. Maybe South Carolina has not progressed. Yeah, that's oh, kind of what I'm wondering. I don't know. South Carolina. I, don't know. Hey, no, I, I like South South Carolina. Got some cool people. <laughs> I got some really good homies from South Carolina. But hey, y'all need to get y'all got to blow this place up. Like you can't like you can't even like stop. Like it has to be exploded, like dynamite and all that, and it so, just blows up. Hey, South Carolina does like have cool people because after my son and I were bothered by this. We got back in the car, went to the next exit, which there was a big old Bucky's. Have you ever stopped at Bucky's? Yeah, Bucky's oh, we lit. even got those all through Texas. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. So there's Bucky's all up and down the East coast. Now it's come from Texas over and we stopped at all these Bucky's is great. They had charging stations and you know, great food and all the stuff. Fantastic restrooms. Anyway, South Carolina Bucky's next exit from South of the border. I'm sitting there looking at the popcorn and a guy comes up and says, hey, are you Cameron Strang? I listen to the podcast. And, he, and we sat there and Aww. chopped it up for a few minutes. He's uh, Henry. So thanks for saying mm-hmm. hi, Henry. He lives up there in North South Carolina. So there's some good did people. Did you around. ask him why he hasn't demolitioned the south of the border? Did I, did just, I did say, like, uh, have you been one exit out from <laughs> these? Like, he just kind of shook his head. He's like, yeah, we don't. We don't. Yeah, that's <laughs> not. <laughs> I just believe if you plant it, nah, just yeah. I just want you to tell me that that a a sweet man named Pedro Pedro and his family 70 years ago started this from the ground up and look what they've done. That's what I want to hear. Nope. It's kind of been lost to history. Again, I would encourage you, Jamie, to jump in the blog comments. It's wildly active right now. Well, I don't know when the next time he's going offline, but it appears that Pedro has about three-year cycles, and so you might be able to get up with him. Got it. All right. We have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, we talked to Jen Johnson. You know her as a worship leader. Uh, She is now the head of Bethel Music. So we talked to her about uh, her new music and her new era and all that. It's exciting. Uh, Stay tuned for that. Also, at the end of the show, we have a game that Tyler just wrote, and I know nothing about it. So if we have time, we will get to that as well. But stay tuned. Up next, it's Slices. With the feet in the sand. We can do whatever you like We won't make any plans No, 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 no And I know it's not a race But I'll pick up the pace If you give me a taste of you Is there something I could do To get you in the mood? It's not like we have much to lose How would you feel If we did something real Back your Polaroid 
listening to Caden. The song is Polaroid Film. Season four of The Chosen is in theaters now, and the reviews that count are in. Amazing. Did not disappoint. Flurry of emotions. It was powerful, heartbreaking, uplifting. You have got to come and see it. It is a message for everybody. I highly recommend that you come out and see The Chosen season four. Episodes one through three of The Chosen season four are in theaters till February 14th. So visit thechosenriseup.com and get your tickets now. That's thechosenriseup.com for tickets today. Okay, it's time for Slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Uh, you know, I know uh, a lot of our listeners, you know, maybe at a time in life, we've come out of the what they call the great resignation, where a lot of people have, have left their jobs looking for something else, something a little bit more fulfilling. Well, I've got good Girl, news for Girls you. I dated have resigned from our relationship. Uh, Whoa. The great resignation. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, there is a... I, you know, for anyone, no matter what they're going through, career or relationship-wise, this could be appealing because. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, uh, it's it's a Canadian candy warehouse. That's and, and but you don't have to live in Canada. Um, you can work from home, uh, or if they have offices in Newark and uh, Toronto as well. But they're they're taking work from home. The position is chief candy officer. And it pays pretty well, pays uh, uh, nearly $100,000 a year. Um, And your job as the CCO, the chief candy officer, (laughs) you'll have to try, quote, this is in the actual like LinkedIn, you know, thing, quote, at least 3,500 snacks a month and give them your rankings. So this job is quite literally to eat candy all day long. Uh, How do you not get diabetes? You know, or vomit. It's, 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 a, it's a hazard. How do you not gain 1,700 pounds? It's a hazard of the career. Again. Well, I guess just like a taste. Like you're not eating the whole bag. Yeah, but, right? But you just have to about, taste it. Yeah, but 3,500 bites a month is just a lot. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. Now, there, now some of the. Is it like the, wine tasting where you spit out into a spittoon, maybe? Oh, you could do that. I, you know, they didn't really get into the nuances of how much actually have to be, you know, fully consumed, but you're tasting a significant amount of candy every single month. Um, uh, now, the stipulations are no food allergies. They, they state that very okay. clearly. Uh, so I, on paper, this sounds like an incredible job. And, you know, you, you also are going to be required to do some social media posting. It also sounds like one of the most deadly job in the world. Like yeah. this, how long could you possibly last in this position before you're fully diabetic or or just fall <laughs> over from cardiac arrest? But I did feel like our listeners, you know, we, we've done candy talk here in the past. This is pretty big news in the world. Of, uh, you know, arguably the biggest job in the world of candy has just opened up. So if anyone's looking for a career and likes candy, uh, you will have to eat. It, it comes out, you know, on an average month. That's over 100 pieces of candy a day, 3,500 a month. So, uh, you know. Jesse, I just did a little math. Yeah. A typical bag of plain M&Ms contains 56 candies. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to have 63 bags of M&Ms a month. Oh. That makes me sick. Wait, that's just two mm. a day. That's two a bags. lot of candy, two bags. Like the yeah. little convenience store bags? There's people who eat two bags of candy in a workday, you know, like little morning snack, afternoon snack. I'm not saying I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying like interesting. A lot of candy in a month. A lot of candy. So where do they go to apply or anything? Uh, Yeah. You you just look at Candy Funhouse. Candy Funhouse. Yeah. They're on LinkedIn or you can go to candyfunhouse.ca because they're in Canada. (gasps) 
Well, huge, okay. red flag. Huge, huge red flag for me. I don't. I don't Canadian candy. candy that's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Canadian candy yeah, is way more that's potent. A significant yeah. red flag. It's mostly going to be cow tails and gross stuff like that. So you should cow just know. It's all, ma- it's all maple flavored. It's heavy, heavy maple candy. Um, yeah, a lot of lot a lot of Werthers and things like that. That just people. Derek, you have a sweet tooth. You could do it. Yes. No. Oh. Okay. No. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not so I'm not a like I'm. When it comes to candy, I'm a very specific candy person. Okay. Like I just like really like one type of candy, and it's really like what? gummy bears or mm-hmm. like gummy bears or like Sour Patch Kids stuff like that. Like, but I don't the whole wide array of candy. Nah, I'm good. Like you can keep caramel candies. You can keep like most of those other candies. There's a there's a so. there's a candy shop at south of the border. It's next to the fireworks shop. You could go in there. There's a lot of selections. Right. Really weird southern I candies. Would not even stop at South of the Border <laughs> to use the bathroom. Like this, <laughs> so whatever they have, they can keep it. <laughs> I feel like the market. This is the truth. The, the market's going to correct itself because we stopped at South of the Border, which again, tons of money on billboards. They're really promoting it, almost like it's a tourist attraction. Not one other person did. We didn't see one other person other than you know cashiers. And then we go one exit down to Bucky's packed. Packed. packed thousands of people Bucky's the real attraction in South Carolina yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying like really okay the fact that a brand new Bucky's just opened up one exit away any hope that south of the border was going to catch the bathroom people nope. you know like we need nah, to just stop it's not nope. they're stopping at Bucky's so it's because their mascot this... is a beaver and not like a <laughs> come on yeah. <laughs> anyway all right what do you have Jamie okay um Jesse you're not on Instagram am I right about that uh, I lurk. I'll say you that. lurk. Okay, yeah. Derek and Cameron. I know that you're on Instagram. I love Instagram. Well, you may have right. seen the outrage recently over some ways that an- Instagram had changed some of their analytics, mm-hmm. and some people got upset. Here's the two things I did not know. So a lot of people saw this, and people came out and said, "No, keep Instagram, Instagram," and they're wanting to ha- to prioritize prioritize videos because of TikTok. Like TikTok mm-hmm. is just everyone's watching TikTok, and so. They tried mm-hmm. this, but what I didn't know was that this make Instagram Instagram again little rally and cry. It was started by Kylie Jenner and Kim Kardashian. So I didn't know they that. Praise the Lord! It's actually they not start- true. It started. It started earlier in the evening, and then they saw it and then reposted it, and that's when it exploded. But they're the ones that made it a national Whether thing. Whether they started it or not. Yeah. They're the Thank ones you. that caused it to Kill go crazy. Yeah, yeah, we that's appreciate right. you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> they that's caused right. it to go crazy and with the outcry. And um, so Instagram kind of pulled back and learned their lesson a little bit. But here's the deal. Instagram saying, hey, we are going to have to move forward with some changes at some point because TikTok is dominating everything. And so I think they're just trying to figure out what do the users want and what are they not. But I didn't know this is that because of... Um, They've had a revenue decline over the last quarter because of Apple's app tracking transparency to the mm-hmm. tune of $10 billion. Crazy. Wow. So I don't blame Instagram for trying to figure things out. But what's that? But here's the thing that's Instagram's fault. Yeah. Like you made the algorithm so restrictive that I only saw two people that I follow. I hate it. And the rest were all ads. So. TikTok is just like, hey, we don't care about trying to make you pay for whatever. Like, 
you know, what? and at the end of the day, you do have to pay even on TikTok to get a little traction. But it's like Instagram, you got too greedy. Yeah. Like, man, I want to be able to at least, even if you don't show me all the people I follow, yeah. at least let me see the, the most recent 50 people or whatever. Like, I don't want my whole timeline to be ads and 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 a rant and like i remember for one one season i only saw three people's posts yeah. and i'm talking about i would see posts from them from like weeks ago yeah. and you just like yo this is ridiculous yeah. right so it's their fault if you wanted to go back just go back to the old instagram where you could post a picture and if people liked it hey guess what you get more traction on the app yeah that's a good idea. And, and, we like and, it. And if they've lost $10 billion in revenue and are still profitable, I think that shows maybe they were getting a little greedy. <laughs> maybe a greedy. greedy. Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah, but shareholders, there's no such thing. Yeah. I mean, they want they want a continually growing returns forever, so they have to yeah. get greedy. Yeah. But I've we've been talking about this a lot on our team because this affects us and a lot of people. I think it's interesting. So I'm one of the few people who their feed changed, the interface changed. So when I would log into Instagram, they went full screen and it looked exactly like TikTok. Like it was indistinguishable. Like mm. I didn't know what app I was in. And, wow. uh, and, and so they were trying. And so that was, he was like his first announcement, the CEO of Instagram was like, you know, we're testing this on a small number of people and whatever. And then when they, you know, they were changing the interface as well as changing the algorithm. And so when the Kardashians posted the whole make Instagram, Instagram again, it was like, he announced the next day, like, okay, we're going to roll back that interface change because not just like the public outcry, but like our initial data even said that usage went down for the people who had this interface, which mm-hmm. same, right? I, I, I was on Instagram way less those days and uh, it was just frustrating and everything was video. I mean, it was like 95% video in my feed and maybe one static image. And so people like the Kardashians, which are all about the manicured photos and stuff. And that's how they built their empire. They're not sitting there trying to vlog and just hold up their camera and do a loose, like talking to the cam type vibe. They want a very manicured, elevated luxury type aesthetic. And they can't do that on the TikTok type thing. And so all of a sudden they're going to lose their empires because Instagram decided to chase TikTok. So it's interesting to me Mm. that they, it was affecting their money. So they're the ones who are crying foul. And so now all of a sudden you, because my thing, even before the Kardashian thing, that first couple of days when it changed, we were talking on our staff and I'm going for the content we create, we have designers and writers. I don't mm-hmm. want as a brand, I don't want our content to be, a, uh, you know, one of our staff members holding up a phone and just talking like a TikTok. Like right. there's a place for that. That's more like stories yeah. or whatever for us. But yeah. like, we want to put out premium content that's curated right. and created. And all of a sudden, if Instagram's going to TikTok and video, there's no place for photographers, yep. designers, or anybody right. else to create anything. And like, I, that was a problem for me just looking down the barrel here. It's just like, what what are we going to do? And so what stinks about his announcement that they're changing things back is he just said, we're pulling back and we're going to reassess, but we're going this direction. Like you said, Jamie, we mm-hmm. are going this direction. TikTok has changed the game and we change it or die. And so there really will be no place for the old Instagram or the Kardashians or Man. brands or anybody that like, or, or content creators that don't want to hold up a video camera to themselves. Like there's no place for them anymore. Cause Instagram will go this direction, whether it's last week or two months from now, they said we're just slowing down, but we're going. But I also think, I think another thing, 
like I think if Instagram would just make the algorithm more favorable, how it was, like, because that's the thing about TikTok. TikTok's algorithm is is really really favorable, and I think most people went to TikTok not because they wanted to start a whole new platform. I think a lot, I know a lot of people that were comfortable with Instagram, but they left Instagram and said, well, I got to do three posts a day on TikTok. At least I'll at least get a chance to get some virality with my posts. So I just feel like if, if Instagram, they really created the monster of TikTok because you ran a lot of your users off to a different platform. Now they've built, you know, sizable platforms on TikTok. Them coming back. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, that that. The, the video thing you know. I get, I just go like if if Instagram's going to throw out like their whole thing was we want to support creators. And again, how many businesses, how many, frankly, business empires have been started because of Instagram? Kardashians right. are case in point. And there's right. no place for them anymore. Like that's going right. to be a problem from a, just a business perspective, mm-hmm. you know, or, or like yeah. launching things perspective that there's only one lane now. And it's like a vertical fo- video of me doing something to get your attention in seven seconds. I mean, that's just like, that's just not what the other thing was. And so I'm just kind of like, they missed the opportunity to stay themselves. (laughs) Like in this time to just, if they, it's like the change you needed to make. Yeah. Was it, was it actually format. what it, it was, was algorithm. It's, yeah. it was algorithm. Yeah. It's just stop being greedy. That's literally what you needed to do. It's like, oh, wow, their algorithm is really favorable. Let us pull back as opposed to saying, well, let's keep this really restrictive algorithm and go just like TikTok. So we're going to be an even more restrictive version of something else. Well, and and yeah. Cameron, to, to your point earlier, I mean, Jack Dorsey's talked about this, about why he wished uh, there was never a Twitter IPO. Because he feels like being beholden to shareholders forces them to push, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, changes to the to the functionality to increase profitability, even if it doesn't serve the long term future of the product or the customer base. I mean, like I said, he's been he's wanted to take it back private because he feels like it is the nature of having a publicly traded company that's forcing a lot of these platforms to, to make features that don't serve users. Well, right. I mean, when I when a lot that. of these tech startups are private, like Uber or any of the other ones, and they're and they're going in to get market share or get a lot of users, they're burning investor money to to just get a customer base, right? We're going to buy up market share and and disrupt. So they're going to do lower prices or they're going to do something that's going to disrupt the establishment. And so, like Instagram and others, like we're disrupting Facebook. Well, obviously, Facebook ended up buying Instagram, but. You know, so TikTok comes in as d- disrupting, but what's going to inevitably happen is as everybody then moves over and the the established companies crumble, and we're all now using Uber. What do they do? Well, mm-hmm. they went public because they've got all this potential and market market mm-hmm. uh, you know share. So they go public. Now they got shareholders they got to answer to. So they're not burning money anymore. Now they got to make money. So what do they do? Everybody's mm-hmm. using Uber. Everything. All competitors had to go away because they undercut them, and now they raise their prices. And now Uber's unaffordable. Mm, yeah. Well, the same thing is going to happen. Mm. That's what happened with Instagram, right? We're all there, creators, mm-hmm. and mm. it's whatever. And then all of a sudden, now they got to make money. And so now advertising mm. became the primary. Well, everybody's going to go mm. over to TikTok. Yes, I know it's a Chinese-owned company. But the same thing's ultimately going to happen with TikTok, too, because they're going to have mm-hmm. to make money mm-hmm. at some point or, or more money. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, mm-hmm. can we just all, like, like, is the end goal here going public? Is the end goal just, mm. like, yeah. commoditizing <laughs> the eyeballs? Because, right. like, can we just... Right. For a lot of startups, it is though. For a lot of startups, yeah, I know. But I'm saying, like, is there like 
can't we just keep something private where it can be profitable, but it doesn't have to then change because yeah. it's successful, you know? Yeah. It, to me, success is what's the problem is that it gets too successful and then it has yeah. to make even more money and they keep changing things. Yeah. I saw a TikTok last night, ironically, where the dude was being like, I forget what he said TikTok was, it's like the new, the new platform. And he said, Instagram is now Facebook and Facebook right. is for dead people. That's what he said. And I mean, Instagram is getting passe the way Facebook got passe, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. All right, Derek, what do you got? So um, over under on how many calls you get about extended warranty during the week? I don't answer it. If it's not in my contact list, I don't answer the phone. Listen, I, I get them all and I take them up on every offer. I'm, my <laughs> warranty for every major appliance is extended in perpetuity and it's what a deal. I get calls about these. I'm not answering the those calls. I answer well, here's a, here's a beautiful thing that's going to happen. Me, I keep my phone on silent because of all the calls. Mm. Same. Like literally, I just get so many calls and it's like, yes, unknown number, it's a wrap for you. Well, the FCC, Federal Communications Commission, has ordered phone companies to stop carrying traffic related to robocalls about scam auto warranties. So the FCC said no more. They told the told the uh, the, 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 uh, the phone companies no more. As, and here's another thing. They started with somebody named Roy Cox Jr. So all most of our calls are coming from like one or two people. Roy Cox Jr., Aaron Michael Jones, and related companies and associates. They said between or since 2018, over eight billion would be unlawful pre-recorded calls went to Americans from this group of people. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, crazy. So, that's, that's like mind blowing. So I don't know how this works. They sell you something, but then they just, it's a scam and they keep your money. I, yeah. I guess that's it's the point. like, a, I guess they're like warranties, but they're not really good warranties. Okay. They're like, yeah, probably have some sort of loopholes or whatever. And I never I mean, inquire about the quality of the warranty, just knowing <laughs> I have it. And I call these people back too to ask them questions. And, uh, you know, it's got a few questions about this scam warranty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's a drop in the bucket, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's so much more than just warranties. It's like, yeah. why did they just mm -hmm. pick that one thing? Can't they just eliminate robocalling? <laughs> like, just yeah. Yeah. make that illegal? Because right. yeah, it's during the political season. And, yeah. 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 I mean, it's I literally just, this is this is awesome, but this prime example, I literally just got a text from some random I, I don't know what it is, but they said unusual activity. We've suspended your Amazon account due to unusual activity. And then they give this fake login attempt and say it's from Russia and they want me to click this nope. link. Hey, but, Derek, so, click it, but so, have your social ready because they're going to want that. <laughs> <laughs> they're very helpful. You don't want to go looking for that. Just yeah, have it just ready. Have it top of mind because they're like, going to ask you a lot of very personal questions, including I mean, what's your first on, car. Man, we get like spam in our DMs. I get spam on my DMs. I get spam on my text. I get spam phone calls, spam emails. I'm like, man, oh my I gosh. just, God, <laughs> I'm exhausted, y'all. I'm literally on the Federal Trade Commission's do not call.gov website, putting my cell phone number on the do not call. To, uh, it doesn't matter. I've been on yeah, it. It doesn't matter. They, they it doesn't still going to do it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't work. They just they make it illegal. It. Make it illegal. Anyway, all right, that'll do it for slices. Stay tuned up next. Jen Johnson joins us.
Listening to Michelle, the song is Pose. Hey, if you like this podcast, but you might like it better if there were no ads, you can do that. Head over to relevantmagazine.com and sign up for Relevant Plus. For just a couple bucks a month, you get this podcast ad free. You get ad free unlimited reading at relevantmagazine.com, including the full podcast and magazine archives, our beautifully designed digital issue, and a little more. Uh, Check out all the info right there on the Relevant Plus tab at relevantmagazine.com. Well, our guest today is Jen Johnson. You know her as one of the lead worship singers at Bethel, but you may not know she's recently taken over as CEO of Bethel Worship Music. She sat down with our very own downtown Emily Brown to talk about the future of Bethel, as well as the future of the worship industry, and why it's important for all of us to get back to the simple basics. Here's our conversation with Jen Johnson. I love your voice. You will let me through the fire And in darkest night You were close like no other I've known you as a father I've known you as a friend And now I have lived In the goodness of God I am really excited to talk to you about the exciting changes coming to Bethel Music now that you are taking over. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Can you kind of tell me how that came to be and why change now? Yeah. So we started Bethel Music a million years ago, it feels like. Um, Brian and I took over the or handed the worship department at Bethel in 2000. And, you know, we just started, we were just stewarding what God was doing with songs and people and it started to grow. And um, we actually went with another record label uh, a long time ago just to, you know, with what was happening. And um, they ended up, you know, going bankrupt. So <laughs> we were like, well, a lot of the industry you know, was the demand for artists, uh, what it made you live your life on the road and, you know, just seeing what it did with families, um, just not for the good. Um, we knew there had to be a better way to steward what was uh, the songs and the travel and stay local and connected to a local church, have healthy families and marriages. And so we just knew there had to be a better way. And that's why we started Bethel Music. However, many years ago we did together, Brian and I, and then one of his friends uh, named Joel. And so that we met actually during a uh, the recording of our first album in 2001. Um, and so it was a really a natural progression. And I've always been a, a really vital part to kind of everything that we're doing. And Brian and I both together. But um, about, it's got to be a, maybe a year ago now, Brian really felt like he needed to step down as president and a natural transition, even in our conversation, um, I didn't want to do it, but I just asked the Lord, um, you know, what are we doing here? Cause it's, if it's not him or me, I don't, I don't know how, you know, or what. So, mm-hmm. um, and, um, God just spoke to me very clearly that I, I need you to do this. And so I was like, you got it, Lord. So, um, so I took the position as president and I was working with our, our, with Joel, our, who has been our CEO for a long time and our team. And, um, 
you know, wild few years, obviously with COVID and all the things, mm-hmm. you know, um, and we've watched God do a lot of really beautiful things, even though it's been a really difficult few years for all of us, um, in different ways. But, um, then our a CEO actually, he wrote this, this beautiful letter and he felt like for this next season that he was actually supposed to hand the leadership uh, of the whole thing to me. And, um, and so another huge transition, you know, so, and then him and his family moved to Nashville. And so again, I, I just went before the Lord, like, okay, I, I, I can do this president thing, but like CEO, I don't, know, <laughs> you know? And so our team are so incredible that um, even though it's been a lot of change and transition, it really does feel natural in a lot of ways. Um, and we've just, I've just watched our team kind of step up to the bat to help and bring people around us um, to kind of fill in all the spots um, where I'm inadequate for sure, but really feeling the Lord in all of it. I am the Lord, your God. I go before you now. I stand beside. you know you mentioned you kind of have like some some visions or some changes for Bethel music so is there anything you can maybe tell us like that you're hoping comes in this next season or you want to come in this next season yeah um you know i really feel like a simplification is is the word you know a lot of times with so much growth and just trying to steward so many things that god was doing and happening and people coming and um you know we we kind of got really big but needed to prune a lot of things and weren't able to kind of manage and keep up on all the things we were doing in a big way um and so I, I'm really watching the Lord prune a lot of things. And a lot of times when you do prune a tree, you know, it kind of almost looks naked for a little bit. You're like, oh gosh, this looks ugly. You know, we have this big tree in our front yard that we like prune back to like, it looked dead um, until the next season came around. And now it's like, you'd never even know that it was pruned so heavily, you know? And so that's just very much um, why I think God started the whole Bible with a garden is because um, it takes intention and growth and life um, but it takes a lot of pruning and and a weeding right so um, I think it's been a big season of that just really kind of getting back to the simplicity of we're a worship movement you know we've always been a worship movement we started in worship I love every genre of music I love that our writers and our artists are writing for all those I love it all country R&B every bit of it but we are a worship movement at heart and so just making sure that everything that we're doing is really coming from that place and that that's our foundation foundation of which we're doing everything from. We believe in the songs that carry the power of God, the the power of the word, and just that honesty. And then we also believe in the power of the presence of God in meetings, you know, where people are encountering him um, for themselves and that we're really stewarding what God's doing in the room as well. So um, the mission and the assignment have always been the same, Um, write songs to change the world and let people encounter Jesus and bring them and create beautiful spaces and moments where people can come um, at our local church or on the road and encounter God for themselves. So 
um, I'm fired up. We really feel called to in this next year, um, do a lot for children and also for young adults. Um, you know, we're getting, I'm, I'm 40 this year. And so a lot of the music that, you know, I feel like we put out is kind of for that 30 plus crowd, but we really feel passionate to speak to the, the young, the children and the young adults. And so, um, sonically even just digging into what that sounds like to be relevant and current to that both of those generations. Um, I have a two-year-old and a 20-year-old. And so, and everywhere in between with our, our six kids. So um, just really feeling the, the heart of the Lord to speak to all generations and all nations. And um, so just excited to, to see what he's going to do this next year with us for those things as well. So we you're talking about this whole simplicity of worship I feel like you know yeah definitely like over the last few years there has been a lot of really great like hype and kind of like uh this excitement built up into it but I've always loved just like simple like very simple worship it's always been really sweet so do you think um you know obviously that's kind of the move that Bethel music's going do you think that's something that the worship industry in general will be going towards or I just you have so much more insight into the worship industry so I'm just curious yeah I, I think that um I think it's all beautiful I really do I mm-hmm. think that um you know worshiping in a stadium with thousands and thousands of people is just stunning it's this glimpse of heaven of you know the great mm-hmm. cloud of witnesses that you get to yeah. see you know but we also started this Bible study with our kids and it's just the most honest thing. It's like our kids who they know they're real, you know, like you can't pull, you can't pull anything on them. No smoke, no, no, nothing is going to, you know, do anything for them. They've seen it all. And um, so just our kids and their friends just to lead a couple songs and, and just worship very honest, you know, um, in our home has just felt so beautiful. And then local church, you know, we've been serving at the same church for 24 years, I think now, maybe 25 for Brian. And, um, you know, when you do the same thing week after week, it it can get old sometimes, but for us, Mm -hmm. like it still feels so fresh. Like I burn for the local church and the expression of that for, um, what it means for a community of believers and also what it means for lost to have a place to come in and encounter God in, in just a really beautiful setting. And so I, I appreciate it all. I appreciate Christian music and worship music, both. I was raised a CCM and worship junkie. So yeah, I, I don't think there's one way that God is moving. I know for us, even through COVID, the simplification, um, even having my book come out during that time that I'd written it before the world went into COVID, I signed my book deal. And, and so writing the book through COVID of what matters and getting back to the basics and, you know, knowing what's going on in your heart and your life and in your home and in your body and just those simple things that we, that we sometimes can overlook in the the rush and the wildness of life um, that uh, just can't be ignored in those quiet moments. And so, um, yeah, back, back to your question. I feel like God is doing so much on the earth in music and in us as humans. Um, It's a wild time to be alive really with social media and navigating that we have never needed the Holy spirit more, I think than now. Um, 
<laughs> but we have him and he's available to lead us and guide us in his word and by his spirit. So um, I think we just have got to cling to it. We've got to cling to the word of God. Um, we've got to really ask God to speak to us and not go by public opinion or um, any anything men would say, or women and women, um, anybody would say, you know, or do. We really have to be led by the Holy Spirit for our lives and what's right for our lives um, according to the word of God. So um, I think it's a challenging time, but I'm just reminded that we were born for such a time as this. You, me, everybody on the planet, God knew exactly what he was doing to put us here and we're not overwhelmed and it's not too much. Um, and just like he parted waters back in the day, you know, him speaking to us and getting us through 2022 is just as relevant and he's able to do it. That was Jen Johnson. Make sure to check out her stuff and all Bethel stuff. It's great. It's great worship. Hey, make that part of your routine. You need to listen to that stuff. (laughs) All right, stay tuned. Up next, it's Tyler's Game. I don't even know what we're doing. Here we go. Stay tuned. Was I in the moment? Or have I lost my mind? Listening to Kid Bloom, the song is I Fell in Love Again. Okay, it's time for Antisocial. Okay, again, this is Tyler literally just dropped this game in our rundown while we've been recording. So I don't even know what antisocial means, but here's his intro. After weeks of mounting complaints and online bullying, Instagram finally announced that it'll be rolling back a series of changes intended to invade TikTok space. The photo sharing app was planning to move more towards video. Clearly, Tyler did not hear Jamie's slice. Um, (laughs) He's recapping her slice, basically. It's another evolution in the social media landscape, and it was a big one. The online world is rocked by seismic changes every year, but there are also smaller changes, some so tiny, you barely notice them. From Yik Yak to Vine to Hipstamatic, the social media grave is littered with the headstones of good ideas, and in some cases, ideas that weren't quite good enough. In this game, you'll be given three defunct social media apps. One of them is real. The others are not. You must determine which is the actual failed social media app. There you go. Okay, here we go. Jesse, you're up first. Here's your three. Drip, a posting site that allowed single word updates. Gleek, a social media site for social media tech workers. Gleek. Or Don't Stay In, a site for nightclubbers only. Don't Stay In. Which is the real one? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I feel like nightclubbers have long been overdue for their own social media platform. I'm gonna go Don't Stay In. That's correct. That is the real one. Oh it, did not, it did not I make it. Sure, don't stay I can in. Picture the guys from Night at the Roxbury just, you know, <laughs> checking in, checking out the scene at the different yeah. at the yep. different clubs. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. 
All right, uh, Derek, you're up. Uh, here's your three. Friend Feed, a social right. media site that will aggregate all your other social media sites into one platform. Glance, a photo sharing site that regularly auto posts from an approved library on your photo roll. Or Magic Carpet, a social media site for travelers that utilize Google Earth to connect users not just to each other, but familiarize them with their communities. Friend Feed, Glance, or Magic Carpet, what's I'm the going Glance. I'm going glance for lazy content creators. That is incorrect. The, the, the real one was friend feed, a social media site that aggregates all your other social media sites into one platform. It sounds like Wolf from Dang. The Office. Anyway, all right. Yeah. Here we go. Jamie, you're up. Here's your three. Industry, a LinkedIn competitor that allowed employers to swipe left or right on potential job candidates, similar to a dating app software. Petter, a social media site specifically for pets. Or Goodwiz, a site that matched users both romantically and platonically using games. Industry, Petter, or Goodwiz? What was the real one? Petter is so weird. I'm going to go with the industry one. No, the real one was Goodwiz that you got to get matched by using games. There you go. Okay. Yeah, that's what I look for. When I'm looking to find right. a new romantic partner or somebody that I can is really good at Scrabble, you know, just <laughs> play games with. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jesse. Keek, a video sharing site where updates were exclusively videos called Keeks. High Five, a posting site for men having a tough time making friends in their 30s. Blimped, a social media site for hoagie and sub sandwich enthusiasts. Keek, High Five, or Blimped? I mean, I hope all of these are true, and I would join the blimp one. But I feel like, I feel like the biggest felt need. It's like the that man park sketch a few weeks ago on SNL. Yeah. I'm going to go with yeah. the one for high five, high five. The correct answer is Keek, the video sharing site where updates are exclusively videos mm. called Keeks. That don't, that, don't, that don't sound right, John. Uh, yeah. You're my only person that's, <laughs> that, like a, that don't sound right. I don't right. know why, but it sounds like a red flag to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, shocker, it didn't make it. Hey, did you see my keek? Uh, oh. Right. Yeah, that, don't, that, don't, that, don't, that don't ring right. That ain't hitting right, y'all. Okay, Derek. Parker, an app for parkour fans to share their latest tricks and spots to practice with data encrypted to keep po- police at bay. Renner. A site for fans of the actor Jeremy Renner to stay in touch and up to date on the latest Jeremy Renner movies. Or Tierra, a social site for fans of the royal family to connect and share thoughts about the latest in the crown drama. Parker, Renner, or Tierra? I'm going Tierra. The, the, the real drama. one is Renner, the site for fans of the actor oh Jeremy Renner. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, third bi- no. It's, it's the fourth biggest social media uh, site in the world, actually. Very, very popular. <laughs> All right, Jamie, here we Dang, go. I'm sleep on Jeremy Renner. Yeah. I didn't know he was popping like that. All right, Jamie, you're up. Here we go. Uh, Mies, M-E-E-Z, an early virtual reality world in which users built an avatar and walked around interacting with other Mies. That's what they called each other. Uh, <laughs> King Me. One word. A dating site exclusively for wealthy men to connect with women of all economic backgrounds. King me. Okay. Or cart. A shopping app where users could swap clothing, household goods, or other items. Me's, king me, or cart. Um, I have real problems with king me, but uh, that's another story <laughs> for another day. I'm going to go with the shopping cart one. No, me's. A virtual oh, world where people walked around interacting with other me's. There you go. <laughs> it's the metaverse. All right, this is the final round. Here we go. Jesse, 
Flipper, an app for whale watching addicts to connect, share their favorite videos, and spots for great whale watching. Swifty, an app for Taylor Swift fans to swap messages and post fan theories about who Taylor's dating and the hidden messages in her songs. Or Makeout Club, one word, an app for indie music fans to connect for friendship or romance. Flipper, Swifty, or Makeout Club. I'm not, I got I got to go with Swifty. I feel like her fans. This is this is something they need in their lives. The real app is Makeout Club, an app for oh music fans to find romance and friendship. There you go. One of the arguably the saddest of all social media sites, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Derek, you're up. Perfect. A site where users don't like selfies, but instead give them a grade on a scale of fail to perfect. Perfect. Scuddy Pad. <laughs> Scuddy Pad, a social media site designed for children uh, ages 6 to 11. Scuddy Pad or Help Out, one word. A social media site that connects people in financial, emotional, or mental need to nonprofits and charities offering cheap and free services. Perfect Scuddy Pad. I'm, help I'm out. just going to hope. I'm just going to hope Help Out was the yes. one. Yes, we're hoping. Out. That is not real, but we should launch it. Scuddy Pad is start. the real one. It's a social media site for kids. That is a terrible idea. Oh, well, that's good. Helping okay. kids out. Helping kids, you know what I'm saying? That's good. Yeah, because kids need to be, be posting selfies and have self-esteem exactly. issues at six years old. Oh no! I thought it was. I thought it was like helping with their homework. No, no a social media site designed for media. children. Yeah, their own little social media world. Anyway. Oh, that's awful. Yeah. Where the predators show up. Sorry, I thought that they were just <laughs> helping them with me school. Out. No. Oh wait, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, in the era we live in now, somebody could do a scuddy pad tweet and then quote Derek Miner. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh no! I am not on Scuddy Pad. I'm not with Scuddy Pad. Scuddy, Scuddy Pad. Just, uh, I'm glad it failed. It did. It did fail. All right, last one. Jesse's got one. You can tie it. Uh, here we go. Hitcher, a social media app for hitchhikers. That actually kind of makes sense. iGroove, one word. A site for musicians and wannabe musicians to easily create and share their own music videos. Or Bachelor Pad, one word, a site for former Bachelor contestants to stay in touch that eventually opened up to Bachelor fans on an invite-only basis. Hitcher, iGroove, or Bachelor Pad? Unfortunately, I think Bachelor Pad might have actually happened, but I'm going to go with the Hitchhikers. I think that it, with the Hitchhikers have their own little app. iGroove is the real one, a site for musicians oh and one of the musicians to make cheap Sheesh. music videos. I'm telling you, there's a reason why these things failed, but that, yep. uh, that help out one. Tyler, you might have gotten tapped into something there. Help out social media site. All right. Well, before we wrap things up, I want to thank Jen Johnson for joining us today. Make sure to go check out all the great stuff they're doing over at Bethel Worship. Big fans. Also, while you're checking stuff out, check out relevantmagazine.com. We are publishing great content every weekday throughout the day. So just bookmark it. Make it part of your web browsing. Also, while you're there, make sure to check out Relevant Plus. You can get an enhanced edition of our digital magazine. You get unlimited ad-free viewing or reading at the website. You get an edition of this podcast that's ad-free and early release. You get an exclusive subscriber podcast that's ad-free. Ad-free. That's the name of the game with Relevant Plus. Plans start as low as $250 a month. Go check it out. We'd love the support and I think you'll like it. Also, while you're at relevantmagazine.com, make sure to check out our weekly daily devotional series, Deeper Walk. It's presented by Lumo. There's a morning devotional email you can sign up for every morning, or you can just check out that day's entry over at the faith section on our website. Last thing, if you like this show, tell us. 
leave a review and rate it wherever you listen, whether it's Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever it is. We love the feedback and it helps the algorithm make other people discover the show. Do it. If you don't like the show, keep it to yourself. Okay. Well, then we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. I'm Derek Miner. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Check out our features, interviews, and news updates every day at relevantmagazine.com. And make sure to follow Relevant on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest. For more great podcasts, browse the shows on The Relevant Podcast Network, which you can find at our site. And while you're there, don't miss the all-new era of Relevant Magazine. A new issue releases every other month at relevantmagazine.com. You know, it's a family place, but only fun families. Relevant Podcast Network.